Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Now, I was on Car Throttle recently, and there has been this trend going around, and it's, you know, it's basically, you know, hashtag be straight with me. You know, what do you, you know, what do you dislike about me slash my account? You know, and when, when we say our account, we mean what we post. And so I was like, so I was wondering, what is it people, what is it that people actually don't like about me? Because I was, I was really rather curious. So I, I decided I'd get in on the bandwagon. And so I've gotten, if I remember correctly, two comments right now. And both are actually pretty the same. And they're both like, you know, you only post muscle stuff, not, not enough variety. You know, one guy said, you know, not enough JDM. I really wanted to get into this because I was, you know, ranting. Well, I say ranting, conversing about it before I turned the podcast on, or before I turned my mic on, really. But addressing these criticisms, which they're completely fair. It's it, The one guy that said, you know, you mostly post muscle. He's right, but to be even more specific, I mostly post Vipers, so it, it's it's a lot worse than that. Car Throttle is based in the UK, ba- you know, based in London, that sort of thing. It attracts a lot of, you know, European fans, and a lot of JDM guys, actually, a surprising amount of J- JDM guys are on here, and it's, you know, you know, you go to All Post, you go to Hot, you know, it's typically a lot of European cars, it's, it's a fair amount of Japanese cars as well, you don't get a lot of American cars on here. They're there, but... The difference is, you know, it's night and day. It's amazing. And even, you know, even in the garage, you can tell because the highest, the highest upvoted car currently is a Datsun 240Z. And it's a really nice one. Yeah, but the user hasn't been on in ages. Point being, it's mostly European. It's mostly European, Japanese and whatever. There's not a lot of American cars on here at all. It goes beyond just the you know, the hot posts that are trending and whatever. Even when it goes to blog posts, and let me make it clear, if some of you didn't already know, I am a writer. I write, I mean, not, I don't get paid, sadly. I do write my own articles on here from time to time. I'd like to write more, but work, well, when I say work, what I really mean is my editor is always, I mean, she's editing, she'll be editing this podcast at this very moment. And that, that outside of editing, Articles can take time, and her other businesses like Ameriplan, Own Your Healthcare, whatever, stuff like that. That can, that's what she also does, so I try not to bombard her with extra work for writing, for writing like 10 articles in advance. I'm like, hey, could you, you know, could you edit them? Let her work out, you know, let things settle down a little bit, then go article crazy. To get back on the point, even in the article sector, there's, it's a lot of European stuff. There's this guy called Dylan Smith, brilliant writer, and he does historic motorsports, and I swear, some of the pictures he gets, some of the information he gets, I, I have absolutely no idea where he finds it. I could look, but it would take me days to find some of the information that he knows. If if it's even out there outside of books. And I mean like some very rare well, I say very rare. You know, some slightly lost books that you can't get on Amazon and you'd have to seriously deep web search eBay. But when he does historic motorsports, typically it's, you know, European cars. The rallying stuff is awesome, but again, that's also a more European-centric sport, centric sport because it's not as popular here in America. And so that's what he does. He did do Le Monster with the Charger that took on Le Mans and a few others. He may have done Trans Am one or two times. I don't remember in recent memory him doing it. Maybe outside of the AMC Javelin AMX. He might have done that a few times. You know, there's a lot of stuff like Le Mans, F1, current and previous blog posts. A lot. There's a lot of them being written about. NASCAR doesn't get written, written about a lot. I knew 
There's a user who isn't that pop, who hasn't been that active recently, but he he wrote NASCAR every now and then. He wrote NASCAR articles and he asked me, you know, how were they? And his his writing got better and better. There there were times where his formatting was a little weird from from time to time. On the whole, good writer, good writer. In fact, I inspired him to to write. Which hey, that's awesome. Well, that and one other user inspired him to write. You know, he did that. I think another user I knew who some complications. He hasn't been on in a little while. He hasn't. I think he did NASCAR one or two times. I really can't remember. He had he had his own podcast called VMAX Radio. So. Yeah, it was on YouTube, not Podbean. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of NASCAR ones, and I don't I'm not a fan of NASCAR, so I wouldn't even bother to look anyway. The point the point being, it's a lot of Euro Japanese centric stuff, and and that's that makes sense. That's fair. I get it. What my point about this whole the the criticism that I don't post enough of that is there's already enough of it on CT as it is. Me you know me jumping in there isn't going to help matters. I mean, I can post it, and I can, and I do. I'd rather help the, the sort of losing fight of, you know, American cars on car throttle. They're just not on there as much as they are, as other cars from other countries are, imperative. And so that's why I get the whole, you know, I mostly post muscle slash vipers. But the, the fair side, the other side of that is when you have mostly JDM and European on here anyway, it, it's a fair criticism, completely fair. But you also have to take it into account. There are other users who post way more often than I do that still post quality content that you really don't need to come to me for for Japanese posts that I'd actually say if you're coming to me for that, you know, just ignore me altogether when it comes to that. You really can get it from other users. There's this guy called I think Debop and he posted he made a brilliant article about the the Japanese street racing league. I can't remember the name of it. You know how the limits was their car had to do a minimum of 180 and you know they were very secret. You couldn't talk about it, you know, other other requirements and rules and whatever. He's basically become I wouldn't say the go-to Jap- you know JDM guy. He's one of the most notable fans of that. You know, as he's constantly posting about it, he makes some blog posts and whatever, and we just don't have that same kind of enthusiasm with fans for NASCAR on Carthorne because there's just not that many. There's not as many. There there may be roughly as many posts, but they may not be as good, you know, slash high quality and or they're not they're not getting made as frequently. And while I could do research for NASCAR, you know, see you know what it's all about, you know, find the interesting bits. In all truth, I just you know, I just don't care for NASCAR all that much. I kinda hate it for how boring it can be to watch. Dri- you know, driving on an oval is completely different from watching it. And while there's a chance I can make NASCAR interesting for me with personal commentary, and I know how interesting wheel to wheel racing can be at 200 miles an hour i just don't find any interest in going left for four hours straight that just does not interest me i can't get into that the the people who aren't they're just not on car throttle and there's no there's not as many high quality posts when it comes to that you know there's a user i know i've known probably within the first few months of me being on car throttle and he's posted a lot of american car articles probably i'd almost say he's posted more articles than i have not that they've been longer but there there may be more in quantity than what i've posted and you know he's one of not well i say few he's one of the most notable you know american car guys on this site you know 
he posted JDM, and then the other guys are going to be like, wait, what? You're, po- you're, you're posting JDM? What the mess? When it comes to a situation like that for me, when there's not as much recognition, I would join the the less popular side, if that makes sense. You know, you know that 80s article I did, that, while I think the meme article I did recently was more important to the health of the CT community, the, and when, and when I say health to the CT, I mean the user's health and how they treated each other and whatever, but the 80s article I think was one of my more important important articles for a forgot for a forgotten group of cars in history because I you know I typically I do a lot of Viper articles and that's that's a underappreciated car in its own right but that's also not selfish but very singular to that car whereas the 80s article was the industry as a whole because I covered for the first time in ever since the Rice article I did well I say that. There's been a few non-Mopar-centric articles I've done, but those but those were also car-specific or platform-specific. They weren't industry. They weren't a certain time in the industry-specific, and that's what the 80s article was. That was more than just a platform, an engine, or whatever. That was about the state of an industry as a whole, and that that's why I regard that as not only one of my best articles to date, considering I got editor's pick on it, but one of the more important for purely for the fact of how forgotten a lot of 80s American cars are. And I get why. They are they are very forgettable. The idea behind the article was while they may not have been perfect then, there's no excuse there's no excuse as to why they can't have potential now with all the technology that we have. We should be making, you know, S14s out of Peabody Shadows and Sundances. And for those who don't know, those are Dodges and Plymouths. That, you know, that's what we should be doing because there, there's a fair few of them. You know, yeah, a lot of them have rust and whatever. We need to make, we need to get a brand, we need to make a company like Singer for those cars. And I don't mean just Mo, Mo, Mopar specific. I mean, if I were to make a brand like that, it would be Mopar specific because I'm a Mopar guy. You know, again, there's just a lot of those cars are very, very forgotten a lot of the time. And, and what I said was one of the, you know, like the Chevrolet Lumina and that Domino's Pizza Hut. You know, they took a Chevrolet Spark and put an oven in it. And I was saying, you know, why couldn't we do that with an old Lumina? And I get that a lot of people say, well, you know, emission, crash safety, you know, safety and crashes. I'm sorry, I'm kind of stumbling a little bit. You know, and all that. The other side to that is, you know, the engines are fairly, the engine bays are fairly big. And I'd have to wonder, because those cars can be gotten for dirt these days. And it makes me wonder, would the cost of retrofitting, you know, of putting an oven in a car like that, and retrofitting it with a more modern engine. Would that, would that really cost more than it would be? And, and there's a bunch of other factors, and I get it. But like I said, the potential is still there to do cars like that. You know, really specialized services stuff where they're really not going to be crashed half the time or no one's really going to crash into them. I get that it makes money for the automakers to do the, the special fleet service vehicles. I get that. From an environmental standpoint... Why make more cars? Why make why destroy more of the earth to make more of the cars for stuff like that? When it could be what it could possibly be just as simple to get older cars and retrofit them with the with the ideas we have for the newer one. And you could say, well, yeah, but that's more cars on the road. It's still more cars on the road to build the new ones anyway. Stuff like hearses. I get that, you know, some people want a modern hearse, and again, fleet services and whatever. In actuality, how many times are hearses actually crashed into ever you don't need to build a new car for a new hearse you can just reuse an older one 
Just put in a new engine, new transmission. And again, that's a lot of retrofitting. That's a lot of fabricating. And that can get expensive. Why make new stuff when we can just reuse what, we all, what we've already built? We, and we already have we already have crate engines out there that could, with a bit of work, fit that are that are already more environmental environmentally friendly than their older counterparts. That's sort of that was really the whole point of the article was why not just reuse what we built oh so many years ago. I get that the techno- technological differences are huge. Put the cars in a scenario where it just doesn't matter, where that's not going to be your main focus. I mean, you can get a modern radio for a Buick Electra. Just do that. You don't need the touchscreens or whatever. And there's got to be a way to get better power steering systems into those cars. At least that's what I would try to do. Anyway, so long, long story short, that, you know, it was really interesting to see, and it still is to see what people are saying. Well, I get that some people might want me to post more JDM and whatever. Cars Auto already has enough of that on their site as is. So while I can and eventually I may do more of that, I don't think there's really a need for me to post more when you already have enough users on there. So... Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I'm sorry for not getting into news quite yet. We'll do that in a second bit. But anyway, I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. I have a special announcement to make. You can now go on Amazon.com, type in the search bar, Cody's Car Conundrum, and now you can find all of my new merch. And you can even buy a t-shirt that says, I listen to Cody's Car Conundrum. Yeah, telling people that you listen to such an awesome podcaster like me. That's not any kind of self-promotion at all. (laughs) But yes, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then buy the shirts you want. Hello! We are back! And we're gonna get into the news, something I should have done on the first one! Yeah! Aston Martin expects the Valkyrie lap times to approach F1 levels! Nissan's 360 Juke Cam is for adventure-seeking juke drivers. Jeep Wrangler Rubicon Recon Edition launched in the UK and is priced from £40,505. Or, um, yeah, about 50k, which is a lot. Toyota is the best-selling automaker in 49 countries. 49! Which is incredible! 1.15 million Honda Accords recalled in the USA over a fire risk. Oh, dearie me. Anyway, let's get right into this really rather massive recall. Let's see here. Honda has issued a new recall campaign in the U.S., and it focuses on certain Accords that could catch fire due to their 12-volt battery sensors. According to the manufacturer, approximately 1.15 million units for the 2013-2016 model year will have to be taken back to the dealers to have their 12-volt battery sensors changed. These are located on the negative battery cable inside the engine compartment and are monitoring the battery's state of charge, alerting the driver when problems are detected. However, over time, moisture intrusion may lead to corrosion, causing an electrical shortening, sorry, an electrical, yeah, shortening of the sensor, which in extreme cases may lead to a fire due to insufficient sealing. Honda is aware of four engine compartment fires reported in the USA, but thankfully, no one has been injured. Owners of the vehicle should expect an official email from the company by the end of this month, with instructions to take their cars to an official representative, which will check them for a Diagnostic Troubleshooting Code, or DTC, to test the battery sensor and, if necessary, replace it. The automaker says that due to the large number of parts required to conduct the safety campaign, if a sensor is found to be in good condition, technicians will make a temporary repair, namely apply an adhesive to the battery sensor to prevent moisture intrusion. At a later date, when parts become sufficient, owners will be informed for a final and 
will hopefully say. But yeah, for a final repair. Standalone Honda Hybrid to debut at Tokyo this fall. UK study shows young people can no longer afford to learn how to drive, sadly. Nico Rosberg's F1 championship trophy got lost in the mail, briefly. An electric Volvo shooting break could actually happen, and I really hope it does, and I really hope it looks good. Fiat Chrysler recalls 1.33 million cars in two campaigns, citing fire and airbag risks. New Cadillac XT5 lands in Japan in first limited edition. Lexus won't call its driver assistance system self-driving technology, which... It's good because it's not self-driving technology. Honda has quietly killed the Accord Coupe, and I don't care. Not particularly. I mean, it's kind of... But it was kind of like the the Nissan Altima Coupe. It was sort of just, you know, existing. Not not really turning any heads. New Audi Q3 slated for mid-2018. RS Q3 could have 400 horsepower. Mercedes and Shiri reach an agreement over the EQ moniker. And now to get to the FCA recall. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, or FCA, has issued two new recall campaigns conducted on some 1.33 million vehicles sold in various parts of the world, including North America. The first action includes approximately 770,000 units of the 2011-2015, sorry, 2011-2015 Dodge Journey in Fiat Fremont due to a problem with their wirings that may lead to a sudden deployment of the frontal airbag on the driver's side, reports Auto News. FCA is aware of five minor injuries related to this condition, which could cause unintended windshield wiper operation and will inform owners shortly, advising them to contact an official FCA dealer, which will take care of the problem free of charge. In a summary recall, the automotive group is addressing owners of the Chrysler 300 Dodge Charger Dodge Challenger and Dodge Durango from the model years of 2011 to 2014, as well as those who have a 2012 to 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee in their possession, to replace they're alternators because of potential fire risks. According to the manufacturer, hot temperatures might prematurely wear the diode, and this could lead to a burning odor or smoke. Or smoke, And it might also impact the ABS or cause the engine to stall. No injuries have been reported so far, but FCA has, informed, but FCA has been informed of two potentially related accidents. 2018 Honda Accord unveiled with turbocharged four-cylinder engines, and I'm not really a fan of the front end. I mean... People call it the Dodge Dart ugly, but the Accord, eh, eh, eh. not a fan of the front end. The roof line is not so bad, and the taillights I think are kind of too big. And I know that's ironic because you know Dodge Charger has that racetrack LED taillights, but those are sleek. Whereas the taillights on this Accord kind of look bulky to me. New Audi A8 is the first car to benefit from new German self-driving law. Demands for new E-Class and SUVs boost Mercedes' lead over rivals. All future Hondas will be more fun to drive thanks to the new i30N, which I just said before I spoiled it. Kia's new Stonic Engine <laughs> subcompact SUV detailed in new gallery, and it doesn't look all that bad. It just needs a much, much better name. Volkswagen adds new petrol engines to Passat and Tiguan in the UK. Datsun Ready Go gets new engine and updated interior styling in India. Next, Volkswagen Golf GTI and R to get more power and less weight. Audi forced to stop petrol A5, A4, S4, and S5 sales in Europe. I'll tell you why in a minute. Also, that, that where I said in a minute was very, almost like 9 News-esque. You know, I just I just saw this abbreviation for Audi, and it's hilarious. Always using dodgy inventions. <laughs> that's 
wow. I'm gonna have to use that now. Wow. Just okay. Anyway, let's let's get into that right now. Audi has been hit with a stop sale in Europe, forcing it to temporarily suspend sales of petrol powered A4 and A5 models and the S4 and S5. Australian publication Motoring broke the news and reports that the order could force the German car maker to stop sales of the models for up to two months. The order, the order all revolves around the aforementioned four vehicles failing to meet their claimed fuel consumption figures. Oh, VAG. And that's, you know, Volkswagen. I think Volkswagen, Audi, something else. But VAG is basically like FCA, but for Volkswagen. Oh, that. In the case of the A4 and A5 models with the Audi 2-liter TFSI engine, a starter generator has been fitted in place of a traditional starter motor. And while such a mild hybrid system typically improves fuel economy, Audi says its system actually worsens consumption. According to a company spokesman, the system adds about 0.2 liters over the new European driving cycle. The 2-liter TFSI is a little bit different. It's a little special. The process of bureaucracy... Bu- I, I could say this word. Bureaucracy... <laughs> I know I can say this word. I've seen it too many times. Bureaucracy... Bureaucracy... <laughs> Let me pause for a minute and get it right. Okay, bureaucracy? Is that... I, I, I just looked up. I just looked it up on Google. That's how it said it. So if it's wrong, blame Google. Although you can blame the first bit on me. That that's fair game. Anyway, the process of bureaucracy is the same one. Gosh, that's so bad. I got a mild hybrid system. Sorry, it got a mild hybrid system, and it also has changed the consumption by 0.2 and 0.3 liters per 100 kilometers, or something like that. Oh, oh, wait, that's not the end of it. The 2-liter TFSI is a little bit different. It's a tad bit special. The process of bureaucracy... I can't... I just... I don't even... It's the same one. It got a mild hybrid system, and it has also changed the consumption by 0.2 and 0.3 liters per 100 kilometers, or something like that. It's worse consumption. You don't have the mild hybrid functioning on the test cycle. You don't have the effect by just the standard consumption. As a cons- As a customer... You will have the effect and the benefit. It's worse in the lab, but better on the road, the spokesman said. As for the S5 and S4, a software change to the 3-liter turbocharged V6 of the two models mean they now have higher fuel consumption figures than initially claimed. The company says that it is waiting for German officials to approve the changes for the cars, but admits that the process could take it two months. If you have a change like that, you have to tell the traffic authority to certify the process which needs sometimes four to six weeks. Sometimes it needs two months, and we are just in the middle of that process. Audi said, Oh, dear Audi. Oh, 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 dearie me. Study finds drivers waste billions on parking. You know why we waste billions on parking? Because the government wastes billions on wasting our money. How's that? Throwing shade at the government. Who has it? (laughs) Anyway, Ford patents retractable bicycle rack for for the Ford Mustang. Because obviously, obviously, the people who buy Mustangs are the people who dry, who drink energy drinks on their way to their local 24 Fitness Planet. Not to say that some of you don't work out, but you're obviously going on trails in your Mustang because your Mustang is some kind of Wrangler. I mean, geez, it's not even a CJ or an XJ or whatever. 
But but I mean but I mean obviously people who buy Mustangs are those complete active lifestyle people that will buy Honda CRV hybrids and say, oh yes, we will save the planet by buying electric cars because of course the batteries that we use to make the materials we use to make the batteries aren't harming the planet in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> wow, much much savageness today. 2018 Porsche Cayenne spied virtually undisguised, and it's a tad. And I mean a tad bit better than the outgoing one, but honestly, Porsche just can't seem to get it right. I mean, I think the 2011 version of the Cayenne, that refresh, is the best-looking Cayenne they've done to date. That is a good-looking Cayenne, and they have never made a good-looking Cayenne since. Next generation JR XE to remain rear-wheel drive and will be distanced from the XF. Gran Turismo Sport will be released on October 17th. Mercedes V12 engine to live on for the foreseeable future. Whatever that future is, granted. Polestar may create 600 horsepower coupe as its first standalone model. Because why not? You know what? J- just why not? The new Jaguar E-Pace does a record-breaking barrel roll at its debut. Because Jaguar is proving, hey, we're not so stuffy. We can do cool stuff as well. I mean, we have we have the F-Type. And, and we made that... that Bonkers XESV Project 8 thing. Jaguars aren't stuffy like Mercs and Audis. We're fun and we're, we're fun and and the opposite of whatever whatever BMW is. We're, we're not the good guys. And yeah. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303 Five seven six dash zero six seven zero. Our plans are available in forty two states. Hello, we are back. UK Volkswagen owners say repaired in quotations. Diesel cars have life threatening faults, as if they didn't already before uh, getting repaired. I mean, good grief! They already produced. More than what? 5% the legal limit? More than 10% the legal limit? I really don't remember the specific number, but... Oh dear. New Honda Civic Type R revealed in TCR Racing Guys. New Hyundai i30 Fastback revealed and will be unveiled... Yeah, and will be available in late 2017 and it looks awesome! We need... Need! Underlined. Bolded. Italic. All of it. We need more Fastback Compacts. We need more of them. Just more, 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 and more. Because this looks fantastic, and I wish, I wish there was a Dart Fastback. We just, we just need more. More, more, and more, and more. New Hyundai i30N officially unveiled with up to 271 horsepower and 0 to 62, or sorry, and 0 to 60 in 6.1 seconds. Which is actually a tad bit slower than I was expecting. Aston Martin's already recalling the DB11, which is... 
I mean, we've seen some quick recalls. We have seen some quick recalls on this podcast. But this has got to be one of one of the quicker ones we've seen. Sad news. Very, very sad news. Stuff that makes me cry at night. Connor Avenue will close officially on August 31st this year. It's a sad day. It's a sad situation. But thankfully, the Take Back the Ring GoFundMe effort, all of it, will be the very top of how you're supposed to go out on top. US to introduce bills to simplify autonomous vehicle legislation. Almost 14,000 BMW 5 Series is recalled in the United States. The NHTSA orders 2.7 million more Takata airbags to be recalled. And wow, this is the most amount of recalls we've had in a podcast in a while. 2018 Mercedes-Benz S-Class Coupe Cabrio to bow in Frankfurt. BMW Group posts record sales during first half of the year. Mercedes reportedly sold over a million vehicles with excess emissions. McLaren movie coming to video on demand platform in the United States on August 25th. New Ford Focus sedans by looking sportier than ever. America's most stolen vehicle is the Honda Accord. How about that? Mercedes E-Class gains upgraded voice control system and several new options. GM's Bojung 310 wagon costs less than your Beamer's wheels in China. Because, wow, those are some expensive wheels. And I mean like actual wheels, not expensive BMW. Penske's returning to prototype racing with new Acura ARX05. McLaren planning to buy Ferrari engines next season. Maybe? Who knows? Maybe they will. Ford updates Transit Custom with sharper looks, more tech, and new frugal variants. And I gotta say, those are some killer looks. That is a a really good looking van. Hyundai kills off Genesis in Britain after it fails to lure buyers away from BMW and Mercedes. Anyway, let's get on to the first of all the recalls. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, has requested another 2.7 million Takata airbag inflators be recalled in the United States. The NHTSA conducted new tests on select inflators and discovered that those built from 2005 through 2012 may explode despite using calcium sulfate as a drying agent to apparently ensure their safety. Vehicles affected by the additional recall have been manufactured by Nissan, Mazda, and Ford, but at this stage, no specific models have been identified in the recall. Bloomberg reports that other 68 million Takata airbag inflators are already being recalled through 2019 as they may spray shards of metal when deployed. These inflators have, haven't used the aforementioned drying agent, and if safety agents discovered that more inflators with the Dissectants, whatever, are also risk a further recall of some 130 million airbags worldwide could be triggered. And with the company bankrupt, who's going to pay for all this? And I swear it better not be our our taxpayers' dollars. Yes, because we have to pay to ensure our safety. I mean, yes, you have, you know, safety options and stuff. But when it comes to corporate mess-ups, the corporate... The corporate offices, the company itself, should be should be the one to pay for putting us all in danger. Approximately 14,000 BMW 5 Series models are being recalled in unit in the United States due to issues with their rear and infl- sorry rear reflectors, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration or the NHTSA. The rear reflex reflectors, you see, that doesn't word right. 
may not reflect enough light, therefore making the affected vehicles less visible to others on the road. No minor issue is said to affect BMW 528i, 538i xDrive, 535i xDrive, 550i, 550i xDrive, and M5 models from the 2013-2014 model years. Additionally, the 2013 xDrive Hybrid 5 and 2014 525d xDrive are embroiled in the, re- in the recall. A German company says it will begin to notify owners on July 24th and fit new inflectors free of charge. Also, again, BMW, how many times do I have to say it? Make better names. Good grief. I'm sure to the BMW nerd who knows all the stuff that's super easy to remember. But I bet you anything that even to the general public, I mean, well, that's that shouldn't be a surprise. But even to some car guys, the, the 328i, the 35i, the 350i, the, that's just... Super confusing, and, and it's it's almost meaningless because it doesn't give any sort of indication of what of what I mean outside of the higher numbers supposedly being better. Anyway, the Aston Martin DB11 is still as fresh as they come. In fact, it hasn't even been in production for a year yet, but it's already subject to its first recall. The 12-cylinder luxury Grand Tourer apparently has a problem with its tire pressure monitoring system (TPMS), which may fail to warn the driver if there isn't enough air in the tires. Since a faulty TPMS fail, fails to meet federal regulations, Aston Martin is recalling 319 such vehicles across the United States, all of them equipped with a 5.2-liter twin-turbo V12, since the V8 version won't begin reaching showrooms until later this year. According to the NHTSA, that represents all of the DB11s in America manufactured between November 17th, 2016, and June 13th, 27. Sorry, November 17th, 2016. And June 13th, 2017. Fortunately, all that will be required is a simple software update, a process which is already getting underway this month. So lucky you, DB11 owners, if any of you are actually listening to my podcast, which, truth be told, I'd be surprised if you were listening to my podcast. But if you are listening to my podcast, thank you. And please don't drive your car off a cliff. Or don't Mustang it around a corner. Haggerty becomes the official insurance company for the Dodge Challenger Demon, which we already knew, Car Scoops. We knew this at the unveiling of it. Uh oh, wait, I said it, didn't I? No, 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 I got it right, got it right, got it right, saved it. Totally saved it. Wave goodbye to the Volkswagen Touareg in America, and I'm actually getting this news really late because I was told by my mom actually about a month ago that they were going to discontinue the Touareg in America, and I'm only getting this news now from my news sources, so yeah. Apparently they really were, and and truth be told, you can't always believe what the dealer says. You you just have some things you have to take, you know, some things with a grain of salt. So I was skeptical, and I'm glad I was skeptical because now it's confirmed. However, what that means is that the Touareg might still be there in Europe, and why they're getting rid of the Touareg in America is kind of confusing for me because I get that the Atlas is bigger, maybe just as efficient. I doubt it, and you know other similar. Similar things that, you know, make the Touareg slightly obsolete, but not everyone's going to want a giant Atlas. And it's not, I've seen one in person, it's not all that big. In fact, I'd actually, well, wait, no, never mind. Anyway, point being, there are going to be people who prefer the looks of the Touareg and who prefer the smaller size. So, is the Touareg really selling so poorly that Volkswagen can't justify having that you know, that different size here in America? I'm just not sold. Sayat says there's no firm plans for new electrified Cupra models for now. Kind of a shame. Silverstone owner activates brake claws to ditch F1 after 2019, which I am amazed. Just amazed. Honda confirms Takata-related death 
when a cord was being repaired. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this slightly on a... We were going to end here on a slightly somber note. I know. I'm sorry. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed, and I will see you all next week. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash ViperForLifeACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.